0: You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your host, Terry Mallin. Welcome to this week's Manufacturing Ignition podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Mike Loughran, who is a Senior Manager within Rockwell Automation. The reason why why I'm excited to have Mike on the show this week is he's got a real passion for working with companies to help them unlock the benefits of digital manufacturing. Throughout his career, Mike has worked with both large and small manufacturing companies to advise and set up their automation strategy. And this is to help them achieve the productivity and their sustainability goals through the use of smarter technology. Rockwell Automation, I'm sure most people who are listening in would have heard about Rockwell Automation. It's one of the largest companies in the world, and it's dedicated to industrial automation and information. They help customers to be more productive and the world to be more sust- sustainable. And you may recognize some of the flagship products, such as Alan Bradley. Every engine, every engineer worth their weight in salt will know about Alan Bradley. And Rockwell Automation is recognised for their innovation and excellence. Delighted to have you on the show, Mike. How are you this week? I'm very well, thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me on uh, on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Great. And, and to kind of highlight what we're going to discuss this week, this week's hot topic is bringing the smart factory to life. Over the last couple of episodes, we've talked about Industry 4.0. We've talked about different robotics that could be used. Within manufacturing environments. And Mike's going to give us a, a, a good insight into how we then bring a smart factory to life. So, so Mike, how how do we go about doing that?
1: Yeah, it's a question I guess quite often, Terry, and and, and and the answer seems a bit simplistic, but but one bit at a time. And and why do I say that? Because I've been kind of a connected ambassador, connected enterprise industry 4.0 ambassador for for Rockwell for probably around about five, five to six years now from when the, the IOT, the Internet of Things phrase was first coined, I was kind of very interested in it from a personal point of view, as well as from a, a business point of view, but, but it, it kind of really struck me as being something that was going to be the next change in, in manufacturing. And there was some early adopters from some companies, uh, and then there's been some later adopters, but. I've had the, the, the privilege of actually being able to work with some of these companies, but I've also been able to see where it's went really well and where it's not went as well as could be expected. And, you know, one of the main reasons is that sometimes we try and bite off more than we can chew. So you've heard the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bit at a time. And And the Big Bang approach doesn't always give the results people require, which soon then stops any further Investment in that, which is which is really sad. So, I think I, we've had the chance to to learn from our mistakes, to learn with our customers, to go on this journey, as they say. And, and there's some certainly key key things that we've identified from it how companies can be successful.
0: I think the main benefit. Mick, you've been there. You've been you breathe this day in day out. Whilst a lot of our listeners who may be thinking about or or, or maybe on the start of the journey to a smarter factory. If the cogs are turning in somebody's head at the moment are going, do you want to know? What? I would want to know more. I'd want to think, you know, I want to find out more. Mike, how would somebody go about starting that journey?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, Terry, because uh, again, a very popular one. Because I think people have to understand where they are from a readiness point of view. So, what do I mean by that? So, first and foremost, you need to understand where you're going to start and what you're trying to achieve and where you may think you have problems. But that's just the start of it. If you identify, let's say, for instance, you think you could be, you could increase your productivity. It is, it is a kind of core, core one. And by increasing productivity, you will be able to increase your um, profitability, which is quite a wide arching statement, right? Where, where do you look at that? Then you kind of, if you say, well, I'll tell you what, we think that this this line could be improved. And if we improve it, we'll be able to get more throughput. We'll be able to Pass that on to our supplier, we'll, we'll be able to get more. Great, okay, that's a great place to start. From that, you have to look at it and say, are, are we kind of ready to do that? If, if that line, for instance, is maybe is very old, um, is a very manual process, doesn't have any sort of networking capabilities, there are, there are a number of ways that you can kind of start to, to look, address that. But you have to go from a point of, am I ready? What am I trying to achieve? And it's that kind of bigger term picture once you've got a bigger term picture, you can then boil that down into smaller actionable ways of achieving that. And it could be just as simple as I'm going to get some sort of network connectivity on there. So I can just visualize what's happening and start to report back on any downtime, any unplanned um, wastage I'm having. Or it could be, you've got a machine that's fully automated and you're just putting analytics around it. So every customer is in a different part of the journey and it, it but it's, it's about recognizing what you've got and, Again, that, that sounds well, I don't really know where I look at that. But believe you me, if if you've got a trusted manufacturer or a trusted engineering partner that you work with, that they should be able to help you on this journey and work with you in partnership.
0: With regards to your experience of working with companies that you've worked with over the over the last couple of years, number of years, what typical barriers would you see is most common?
1: Rather than kind of barriers, we, we look at it and say, we think there's three core pillars on a customer's digital journey, a digital transformation. And those are people, those are process and technology. And when people talk about industry four, connected enterprise, IoT, IIoT, call it what you will, they tend to normally go to, well, it must be more technology. And that's only one part of it. Because if, for instance, you don't have the process in place to utilize the technology in the correct manner or you've got some very, you know, defunct ways of doing things, how all your people are bought into it, then you're not going to have a very good journey. Now, some of the the, the, the things that people throw up are the problematic is, well, you know something, my workforce is not digital ready. They lack the skills in IT. We've got no one who uses computers. Um, and, Although that can be the case, in many cases, it's oversimplifying things because many of the people, let's say, within that plant will will be using smartphones. They'll be quite used to using smartphones and tablets. So actually, implementing a system that might integrate into that, that provides some greater insight into how their plant is running, how they can improve maintenance, how they can prevent plant downtime, it will be second nature to them because many of them are already doing that, right? Um, So that can be one thing. It's the people side of it.
0: Yeah, it makes complete sense. And, 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 you know, everybody's got iPhones or some sort of Android device, you know, and, you know, and connecting all, you know, and, and, and training, and, you know, is, is that something that, that that's quite easy to implement as well within? Is the training side of things for for, uh, for employees? There is, yes.
1: And, and you touched on it there, you know, most people have got a smartphone, whether it be, you know, iOS or, or Android. So if you can bring in, and we class that as, It's not necessarily adding more automation. It's using that off-the-shelf technology that can help um, people implement these systems straight away. And it also brings an easy use because people are used to it. It it also fits quite nicely in to, we we recognise that within the manufacturing industry, there is a potential issue with not attracting enough young people into the business, right? So we've got a kind of older workforce, now, by kind of introducing these digital technologies, by utilising off-the-shelf products, um, by bringing, bringing it down to devices that they're more used to, it helps to encourage people into that world of uh, manufacturing, but also to bring lot with them their ideas. You know, rather than having a SCADA screen that they might be used to sitting behind and using a mouse with, they might want to put that onto a tablet they can walk about with and flick across screens. Well. That's more than achievable. It also drives innovation for the design workforce and engages people from that point of view. But people can use, you know, a £200 tablet off the shelf to get some greater insights into data that they've never been able to have access to. It's already Wi-Fi enabled. It's already cellular enabled. And it's got many things built into it for communication, FaceTime, WhatsApp, so on and so forth. And certainly from Rockwell's point of view, that's an area we've been heavily investing in around leveraging these technologies and putting apps out there because people expect it now. They want two swipes to data. They don't want to have to delve into spreadsheets, go into very far um, fetched analytics. They kind of want it at the fingertips. And I think that's the way that um, people need to be looking at it. It should be easy. It shouldn't be a task. Customer's task is to manufacture, is to have industrial um, products. They've got an output. It's not to be high-end technology um, innovators. But there's plenty of things out there that can help them utilize that so they can get on with their day to day task and become more productive, secure, and sustainable.
0: And I I feel that also um, investing in technology and being forward thinking as a business, you know, that's going to have a positive impact on employees as well. Because as we touched on there, they're going to get training and development, and that's going to be great for for the individual personally. Absolutely. But also, actually seeing the business investing in technology, then it actually. Commitment to the future and commitment to to um, to growing, which can only benefit an, an individual's career. So, so it's I see it as very, very positive, Mike. And, and you know, and, and coming back to coming back to you know, how do you bring the smart factory to life? So, for somebody to to reach out, what could Rockwell or yourself help someone to start that?
1: We very much believe in a a kind of consultative, trusted partner approach. And what we've done is we've we've distilled down some of the experiences we've had with our customers and also the experiences that Rockwell has because we ourselves are a manufacturer and we implemented um, an industrial connected enterprise approach uh, five years ago across our manufacturing base. And we've got the, um, the results to prove that we were successful in that and they're publicly available. Um but what we did is we distilled it down actually into a a planning model which we are quite happy to share with 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 people who want to work with us um and quite happy to set up workshops to to work them through this, which is typically how we do that. so it's a six point plan. the first thing is we we sit with a customer and we understand their future operating vision. what are they trying to achieve whether that be you know grow to multiple sites um have a global operation or increase their supply chain, whatever that might be, we we sit and work with them on that. Typically with the management who've got that vision. Then at stage two, we we create consensus. So what we do is we we look at the areas that they are trying to improve and ensure that we talk with all of the stakeholders and get them together. And it, it sounds obvious, but one of the things we've seen failure in the past is when one part of the business wants to go on the journey but other parts have not been involved or not had their say and can become either blockers or can not contribute. And you need all parts of the business, whether that be the the manufacturing, the IT, uh, it could be finance, um, it could be marketing. If they're not all aware of the vision, then then how would you kind of get there? Um, And they might be in different stages. That's a very important one. Then we look at where we can, um, some small key areas we can get a quick return improvement on. And we call it a pilot project. And why we do that is because, again, what we found is by having small, quick wins with quick return investments, it helps to, one, prove the case, prove that there's, there's something to be had from this journey. But two, it proves that there is a financial gain, which quickly helps to drive more investment and buy-in from other parts of the business. So you can't get to the stage where you have different segments of the business actually vying for who goes next which is really great to be in, because then you know you've got the real buy-in. Once we've we've found that improvement area, we've found that little project, we like to put together an estimated ROI. So again, people can see what should come out of it, should they invest in this, and should they be part of it. So there will be a capital gain to measure that against. And we're only looking at kind of a six-month ROI in many cases on the size of project. Again, it gives us something to measure against, something that benchmarks it. Once we've defined that ROI, we start the pilot and we run the pilot through with the customer. And, and ideally, you know, it's something the customer implements and looks after themselves. If not, we, we can help. Or our partners can help. Once that's done, we typically have a meeting with the um, the organization again, walk through it, walk through the ROI, and then go right the way back to stage one again. Pick another area to go and we'll look at. And on it goes. So, the journey is made up of, of, of many, many different stages, but it, it follows the same procedure, and it comes back in itself, and away you go again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mike, it sounds sounds it's really simple that way, you know, and it gives a clear indicator of how someone could bring the the factory and make it smart. Summarising, so, so I'm, I've got a lot of things going through my head at the minute, and and, and if I'm summarising everything, you know Sounds really straightforward to get the ball rolling, but I think the big challenge is, is for people to actually get the ball rolling. And if you're listening to this podcast and, and, and you know you're thinking, you know, we could, you know, it would be good to have a chat, you know, you know, with Mike and see if there's any potential there but it can kind of give you a clearer picture. Clearly, from what I can see here, you know, there's significant benefits of reaching out to someone like Mike and the basis of the, you know Mike's been there, done it. He's he lives and breathes this every single day. And, he, you know, there's a lot of positives as well as he'd learned from some of the barriers that's faced in the, in, in the past as well. You know, so you really benefit from, from someone like Mike with their experience. And let's remember, you know, the, the main purpose of having a smart factory is going to improve the productivity and efficiency of your business, which is Mike was touching on there with regards to ROI, you know, these stuff should pay for themselves. And probably the most important part that I see is it's a, you know, it's got a real positive impact on employees and staff. Uh, they can see your business investing and being forward-thinking and being a leader within the industry because most sectors within manufacturing, there's few companies that are actually spearheading automation uh, and, and it's perfect timing for somebody to really take the bull by the horns and charge on. Mike, I hope I've done you a wee bit of justice here.
1: No, no. thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, Terry. Thanks very thanks much for the opportunity of uh, of uh, catching up with you and. Uh, Having this chat, because I, as I say, I'm very passionate about this, and especially from a UK manufacturing point of view, you know, I think we all understand that we have to move to the next level to increase our um, our place in the world. You know, if, if we don't do it, somebody else will, and uh, we don't want that to happen. I think there's certainly a, a a push from from government that we've never seen before around the manufacturing base. There's a lot of um, R&D going on. There's a lot of grants available for companies who, who want to start on this journey as well um, from various different organisations. So it's never been a better time for people to get involved. And yeah, start the journey now.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, All exciting stuff. And that brings us to the end of this week's Manufacturing Ignition podcast. I'd like to... Thank Mike Loughran from Rockwell Automation for joining us today. I'm sure, you know, after listening, you you know, Mike knows what he's talking about. Very creditable. Um, If you would like to get in touch with Mike to discuss how he or the business can help bring your smart factory to life, uh, you can get in touch with Mike by email. It's mloughran, that's l o u g h r e n at ra.rockwell.com. Thank you very much, as always, for tuning in today. Until next week. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.